What do you do when you discover that an asteroid is hurtling towards Earth, threatening life as we know it? Last year, a team of NASA scientists had to do exactly that. In a galaxy where asteroids have pummeled planets for billions of years, now one planet strikes back. For the first time in our planet's history, NASA will test an asteroid deflection technique. It's the first planetary defense method of its kind. NASA's double asteroid redirection test will intentionally ram itself into an asteroid and alter its orbit forever. The mission, described as being at the crossroads of science fiction and reality, was successful in changing the course of the rock. This morning, more details about that historic space event have been released. Dr. Carolyn Ernst is a planetary scientist at the Johns Hopkins Applied Physics Laboratory in the US and joins us from Maryland. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. Can you remind us just how challenging that actual mission was to get a spacecraft to hit an object that's travelling extremely fast over six million kilometres away? It's extraordinary. Sure. So everything in the system is moving, the spacecraft and the object. And on top of that, we had never actually seen the object up close. We didn't know exactly how big it was. And it has enough of a time delay between Earth and the object, but you can't steer it in in real time. So the spacecraft had to be smart enough to target the asteroid and navigate to it in order to hit. You and a large team of international scientists have released more detailed information about the collision that took place in September last year, and you just described it so well there. It sounds really complicated. What actually happened when the DART spacecraft collided with the asteroid? Sure. So first, about two and a half minutes before the collision, the spacecraft actually stopped doing any maneuvering. It it knew at that point where the body was. And so at that point, it was just barreling in. Um, When it got closer, we could see that the surface had a lot of boulders on it. It was a very rocky surface. But the spacecraft actually looks to have hit between some large boulders um, with the solar panels likely hitting on top of some of the large boulders. Uh, And we did see some amazing images of the surface of the asteroid just before the collision taken by the camera equipment that you and your team developed. What what excited you about those, those pictures, those shots? I think the most exciting thing for me is, again, we had never, ever seen this body um, beyond a pixel of light before. And so we had never, we didn't know what it looked like. And so just seeing it revealed and seeing how um, regular it looked, but with all of those boulders, like a pile of boulders, it was just quite fascinating to really see it. Did anything surprise you about what you saw? Um, I was surprised at how regular it did look. It kind of is a, um ellipsoid shape, um, almost looks egg-like in profile, um, whereas a lot of the small bodies we've seen have a lot um, funnier shapes, like a, a potato or a duck or something like that. Um, so I was surprised at how, how regular it did look. And was the impact more effective in altering the orbit of the asteroid than predicted? The impact um, was very effective at altering the orbit of the asteroid, predictions ahead of time actually spanned a great range because we didn't know exactly what the details uh, were of the target. Um, so while it was within predictions, it was certainly on the higher end of predictions. 
And the input from citizen science telescope owners, um, really, the, <laughs> the, the, your kind of troops on the ground in some ways from around the world was also really valuable to your colleagues. Tell me about the way that Absolutely. you use that. Sure. Now, we had to be able to monitor the um, body both uh, right before, during, and after the impact. And of course, no one location on the earth can do that. Um, and so we had folks going in and looking at the time of impact. Some of them uh, reported a brightening uh, within seconds to minutes after the impact, which of course we knew we hit by then, but this was confirmation on the ground. And then over the course of weeks and months afterwards, we've observed both how um, that period change around the main body um, happened, so how much we slowed it down, as well as how we developed kind of an active asteroid with a tail, almost like a comet. And that tail persisted um, over a long period of time. So we really needed a whole suite of uh, locations and people on the Earth to be able to collect data to understand that. So now that you've got all of this data and imagery and information, what does it mean once you spot a potential asteroid threat potentially? What's the lead time in getting the kit together to do this, you know, for real? Yeah, it's a really good question. Now, this mission was developed not on a short timeline in order to intercept a threat because, of course, our target was not a threat. Um, but it was uh, approved by NASA in 2017 and it impacted just five months ago. And so that's several years right there. I think um, you could. Uh, speed up that timeline, now knowing that this technique is effective. Um, but there's always things you have to do on the ground in order to build the, um, you would probably need a camera to get yourself there and the spacecraft itself and to launch it. Um, there are ways that you might be able to have something uh, lying around in storage ready to go and that could save you some time. But at this point right now, I, I think it still would be a few years effort to get something together. Okay. That's why lead time is so important. Yeah, and so what what sort of position does it put put us in if if the if the hypothetical were to become a reality? Well, you know, before DART, we had hypothesized that one could alter the orbit of an asteroid by hitting it really hard, um, but it had never been demonstrated. And beyond that, we didn't have actual test data to know how much we would be able to push that asteroid. And now we have confirmed that it is a viable technique that we can put into our tool belt um, to potentially use against a hazardous asteroid. Um, mm. It's something that we can now use in any sort of plan that we might put together if we were to detect a hazard. But let's end on some good news because you believe that no known asteroid poses a threat to Earth for the next century at least. So you're not in any sort of hurry <laughs> um, immediately to deal with this. So the DART mission has delivered some reassurance, really, that crashing a spacecraft into a fast-moving chunk of rock in space does work, but you won't at least use it for 100 years, right? That's right. And the most important thing here is we are developing this technique and learning about it when it is not urgent, such that we will have, you know, very well put together plans and ideas to execute if we were ever to detect a hazard. So fascinating, Dr. Ernst. Thank you so much for joining us. All right. Thank you so much. Dr. Carolyn Ernst is a planetary scientist at the Johns Hopkins Applied Physics Laboratory in the United States. 
think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN. Hi, podcasters. Just thought I'd give a quick shout out to The Science Show. I read your text, so I know you all love a good science story. Of course you do. So check out The Science Show with the fabulous Robin Williams on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts.